But it must be realized now that the Negro cannot solve the problems by himself. There again, there are those who always say to Negroes, why don't you do something for yourself? Why don't you lift yourselves by your own bootstraps? And we hear this over and over again. Now certainly, there are many things that we must do for ourselves and that only we can do for ourselves. Certainly, we must develop within a sense of dignity and self-respect that nobody else can give us, a sense of manhood, a sense of personhood, a sense of not be, being ashamed of our heritage, not being ashamed of our color. It was wrong and tragic that the Negro ever allowed himself to be ashamed of the fact that he was black or ashamed of the fact that his home, ancestral home, was African. And so there's a great deal that the Negro can do to develop self-respect. There's a great deal that the Negro must do and can do to amass political and economic power within his own community and by using his own resources. And so we must do certain things for ourselves, but this must not negate the fact and cause the nation to overlook the fact that the Negro cannot solve the problem himself. A man was on the plane with me some weeks ago and he came and talked with me and he said, uh, the problem, Dr. King, that I see with what you all are doing is that every time I see you and other Negroes, you are protesting and you aren't, you aren't doing anything for yourselves. And he went on to tell me that he was very poor at one time and he was able to make it by doing something for himself. Why don't you teach your people, he said, to live themselves by their own bootstraps. And then he went on to say other groups uh, face disadvantages, the Irish, the Italians, and he went down the line. And I said to him that it does not help the Negro, it only deepens his frustration for unfeeling and sensitive people to say to him, that other ethnic groups who migrated or were immigrants to this country just a hundred years ago or so have gotten beyond him and he came here some 344 years ago. And I went on to remind him that the Negro came to this country involuntarily in chains while others came voluntarily. I went on to remind him that no other racial group has been a slave on American soil. I went on to remind him that the other problem that we have faced over the years is that the society placed a stigma on the, the color of the Negro, on the color of his skin, because he was black. Doors were closed to him that were not closed to other groups. And I'm to say to people, that you ought to lift yourself by your own bootstraps. But it is a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And the fact is that millions of Negroes, as a result of centuries of denial and neglect, have been left bootless. And they find themselves impoverished aliens in this affluent society. And that is a great deal that the society can and must do if the Negro is to 
gain the economic security that he needs. So I started to show off with the speech from Dr. Martin Luther King because today is his birthday. And I feel like this speech really resonates with what's going on with society today. So the name of the speech is The Other America, which I'm not really understanding why they never taught us this speech as a kid instead of I Have a Dream. Like, I feel like this speech, like, really speaks to what Dr. Martin Luther King stood for and what he was fighting for. But at the same time, I feel like this is the speech that really pissed off the United States and really put him on their radar. Like, he already was on their radar to begin with. But this was the speech that somebody was like, you know what? I've had it. I've had it. Like, I feel like this was that speech. Like, not to make a joke out of it, but like, I really feel like this is the speech because everything that he said was real. Like, it was raw. It was real. Like, one of the things that he said, and I still, I really, like, when I heard it, I rewind the video, and I'm like, oh, he's he talking. He really, like, I was talking to the video, y'all. But he said, the problem of racial injustice and racial discrimination cannot be resolved until there is a radical redistribution of political and economic power like it has to be a change up and i've literally been saying that like it got to be a big change like we gotta like knock some people i'm not gonna say knock some people off because that's all that's awful like i'm not saying kill people like uh, i'm not saying that i'm a non-violent person most of the time so scratch that i'm not re-recording this we're just keeping this all in there but we really need to like black people we got to get into politics like we got to get into, we got to be doctors. We got to get into medical. Field. Like we have to start putting, placing ourselves in different spots. Like I've been talking to my mom for like the past year or so. And I've been telling her mom, like, you know, we need doctors in our family. Man. Like we need like more, we got nurses, but we need doctors in our family too. Like we need vets in our family. Like what about like my dog? She is like allergic to everything. And we always have to take her to, like, the doctor or something like that. And I don't know if you guys know what an anal glance is. but they, Well, anyways, that's just too much. I don't want to talk about booties on the show. But anyway, I've been telling her, like, you know, we need lawyers in our family. These are the type of... But at the same time, we got to stop giving certain um, careers, like, stereotypes. And I think that's a part of, like, what, what the problem is. With us, we feel like, some people feel like you can't be who you are and still learn and stuff, which you can. Like, you really can. But this speech, y'all, this speech, if it don't motivate you, then I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. But this speech, he said a lot of great things. He talked about, like, you know, we all know how they had to fight for everything. The fight for the, you know, the right to sit on, sit on a bus wherever they wanted to sit on a bus. You know, to be able to vote. You know, they had to fight for everything. But you know what's crazy is, he still talks about there's still more struggles. Um, in his speech, and I'm not saying it word for word, but basically he said, you know, it's easier to integrate a lunch table than to guarantee a livable income with a solid job. It's easier to guarantee the, the right to vote than it is the right to have a decent housing conditions. It's easier to integrate a public park than it is to give a genuine integrated education system. Like, and this is a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with today. Like, I remember being back in school when I went to, like, when I was in New Haven High School, I used to hear people that was in the city going to school and talk about, like, they didn't have enough books or they didn't have enough teachers and they had to put so many people in schools or some schools were shutting down because of funding. And I used to always ask, like, why is this an issue? 
Like, why is this a problem? Like, education is talked about so big, but is it only big in certain parts or certain cities? Depending on, you know, the homogeneous, like, the people that's actually there. Like, I don't want to get too big with the words, but, like, does it matter the people that's living there? That's the importance of it? Well, we're not going to get into that. But this speech says so much to what we are going through today that I think a lot of people should go to. And it kind of brought me back to my purpose for having the show is because I want to remind people like, yo, especially black people, like y'all, we, we got to, somebody got to motivate us. Somebody's got to tell you like, you know, no matter how you feel your dream is, or you think it's crazy or something, blow with it, go with it. Like keep pushing. You got to have somebody that motivates you because everywhere you look around, there is going to be something that's going to try to intimidate you. There's going to be something that's going to try to distract you because we already know that the playing fields are not equal. They have not been equal. They still are not equal. They may never be equal, but you as a person, you still have to learn to outwork the next person, no matter what their color is. You have to learn to outwork them. And then you have to learn that you're outworking the next person because you got to get it for yourself. And it's not a competition. It's not a competition because there's enough resources out here, but it's harder for us to get resources as black people. So that's why I inspire people. That's why I come on here and I try to give knowledge and I try to do research and I try to give tidbits of information because if I could say a couple things, you can do your research and get the rest of the information that you need. Like when I talked about the stocking conditions last year and I was telling people I'm learning stock and I gave a few people some stocks that they should look at. And I started sending people invitations. A couple people actually made a couple hundred dollars. They didn't make thousands and thousands of dollars. But imagine if they kept that mindset. And they're like, all right, the season is coming. I'm about to check on my stocks. I'm about to do this. Because remember, I did that last March. So March is coming. Like, we're at the end of January. But imagine if a person take one little thing that I research and they turn into a whole thing. Like, I've been telling people all the time, like, listen, I whatever you want to do, do it. Create resources. Find something. Do something. I've been telling people, do an audible book. If you want to if you want to teach something, do an audible book. That's not for me. I like my podcast. I like to just give out my information and we just go with it. But I be trying to inspire people. So I want people to go listen to this speech. This speech is actually really amazing. Um and it should put some fire on your butt. And I hope when you listen to this that you understand that this man is speaking from 1967 and we haven't had much change. And a lot of a lot of us are ready for change. So we got to be that change. End of the day, we can't wait for nobody else. We got to do it for ourselves. So here's another snippet that I wanted to play for the show. Um, I wanted to play a few pieces that really stood out to me from the show. But here's another part. I'm still convinced that non-violence is the most potent weapon available to oppress people in their struggle for freedom and justice. I feel that 
violence will only create more social problems than they will solve, and that in a real sense it is impractical for the Negro to even think of mounting a violent revolution in the United States. So I will continue to condemn riots and continue to say to my brothers and sisters that this is not the way, continue to affirm that there is another way. But at the same time, it is as necessary for me to be as vigorous in condemning the conditions which cause persons to feel that they must engage in riotous activities as it is for me to condemn riots. I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. What is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense... So as we listen to another one of my favorite parts of the speech, you can see that he's still talking talking to us today. Like, you know, we do have our protests for Black Lives Matters, and you do have some looting sometimes. But at the same time, like I've been asking myself, well, why did y'all put them in a position to have to do that in the first place? Like, if you don't hear a person, like, I don't know if y'all do this, but sometimes if somebody not hearing me and I understand, if I, if I call somebody name once or twice and they not hearing me, like the third time, I'm going to make sure I get your attention. Like, because you're playing with me. <laughs> and that's also because I'm impatient. But it's, I mean, the same thing go for people. You can't ignore the people's cries of what they need and different things like that and did not expect them to get pissed off. I was always taught that if you do something to somebody, don't get mad about their reaction if you did something to them. You can't get mad at their reaction. So that's why I didn't get mad at the looting. Because honestly, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I did say if they did loot in Michigan or something like that, like, you know, I'm just gonna find, I was going to see if somebody went, you know, see if they picked up something or something, you know. Because the working class, we didn't get much, you know, as in, like, money-wise when we were working during the pandemic. But, you know, that's another argument for another day, you know. I'm not going to complain or anything that I had to work through the pandemic without any extra pay. But, yeah. Mm. Besides the point, guys, (laughs) this speech speaks to so much that we are going through today. Like, I've been telling people, like, I don't get into politics because not only do they lie, but... They want to paint a picture that they really care and that they're going to really do something. And yet again, you go again like another four years or something. And you see that there's not much change. In fact, there's more hate that's being shown around than we've ever seen before. Now, I'm not placing the blame on any political party itself because both sides to me is corrupt. No matter if you call yourself a conservative or whatever it is. But are we really, is anybody really fighting to get equality? Like, is that something that's on the table with everything else that's on the table right now? Because these stimulus packets, packages that they're coming out with, 
have y'all seen where millions of the dollars are going like to other businesses other like it's it's crazy like i think like a couple million dollars is going to build an art museum or something like that and i'm like what what does that have to do with a pandemic like what does that have to do with anything at all but we got to do our part y'all that's why i try to tell y'all build your own resources get your money make sure your family good and at the same time we're doing all that keep your mind sign keep your spirit strong everything like that because no matter what <laughs> to me the world is corrupt so it's always going to be something especially with people that's trying to get political gain they're going to say that they love black people or they're here for this group or they're here for the latinos or anything like that but at the end of the day if they're not doing anything to help you if they have not established a plan or anything yet then it's all just gas being put in the air basically but um that was the show y'all i just wanted to really just let y'all hear some things that you know not have only been said like years and years ago but the things that's actually still important to today's society so if you can go out and listen to the other american by martin luther king um it should really inspire you and then it should also show you again that much hasn't changed so at the end of the day, we got to get be the change that we want. You know, the small little things that we do to push towards the change can actually help a little bit. It may not change the whole world, but it could help your environment. It could help your surroundings. Whatever you can do to help yourself, I say do it as long as it's not hurting or helping, you know, hurting anybody else. For me, I like listening to ratchet music sometimes. I don't know why, but it does something to my spirit and it uplifts me. And I tell people sometimes, it's nothing wrong with being ratchet at home. Sometimes if you want to be ratchet, now that may not be somebody's idea of helping other people, but it makes people smile. It makes me smile for some reason. But <laughs> the idea of the show is just to give you some inspiration. So definitely check out that speech. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I will be back very soon, and I am getting my life together, y'all. I'm still reading these books, I'm still learning, and I'm still trying to be more consistent in life, which we all are. But don't let time waste. Don't let anything waste. Don't let anything distract you. Stay focused. We're still in January, so you have a lot of time to create some success or to do something that you really, really wanted to do. Like, I really, really want to go to Greece and get a Greek salad. So I'm really, really going to try to make that happen. So... Yeah, y'all be great and be awesome. I'm out.